Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And a diet of sugars and carbohydrates is the most effective way to run a workforce. Mm, it certainly is. But we didn't come here to clam jam. And if you... <laughs> And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material, the trailers, the posters, anything for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And quite like this week, once the movies come out, or the movies in this circumstance have come out, we go back and we revisit them and see how well we did at predicting the plot originally. And this week, it's actually something quite unprecedented, because we're actually covering two movies on an actual spoilers episode for a change. Because in the original episode, we covered two black comedies, Freaky and Fat Man. That's right. It was quite a different episode than what we're used to. We had two movies that were on the schedule. We couldn't decide between the two. So we said, oh, let's do both. Let's do a twofer. And we haven't done it since. I don't know if that's... We've never had a circumstance where it's come up again. No, but we couldn't... I mean, we could have done both Nope and DC League of Super Pets, but there's no (laughs) way I'm subjecting myself to another children's animated movie. And Nope needed all of our attention. Absolutely. But we kind of saw both of these movies and were like, oh, well... Freaky and Fat Man. We want to do both. And I think it was a, a, a decision we made whilst drunk. We're like... That's it. We'll That's do right. both. You cover one. I'll cover one. And we and- both thought we were doing Fat Man. <laughs> uh, again, I think this goes without saying, but if you haven't listened to that original Freaky and Fat Man episode that we did all the way back in 2020, it was in fact uh, this week, back in 2020, we recorded the original episode. If you haven't heard it, please go back and listen to that first, because not only are we going to spoil two movies for you, uh, make sure you see the movies as well, by the way, but yeah, not only are we going to spoil the two movies, we're only going to reference things that we said in that original episode. So you may be a little lost if you're coming into this one blind. That's right. That's right. And be sure to watch both of those movies if you don't want anything spoiled. uh, Because we'll probably be talking about both movies through the run of the show. So it's not like you could be like, I'll just listen to the first half to hear them talk about... For Freaky, we're going to do first, but and then yeah. you know, the, the second one, Fat Man. So, yeah, probably. We get what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. But happy Halloween, by the way. Yeah, happy Halloween. We're actually recording this on Halloween. It's going to be coming out the week after Halloween. So, technically, last week was our Halloween episode, <laughs> yes. but we forgot. And interestingly enough, I think this is the perfect combination of movies for the Halloween season because oh, yeah. not only did we cover a, like a Halloween movie with Freaky, <laughs> yes. but if you go to the shops right now, they've already got the Christmas decorations up. So that's perfect for Fat Man. Yeah, perfect. November, December, come on. Would you care to explain our point system, by the way, before we get into seeing how well we did with our plots? Yeah, sure. So we have a fair and impartial system of points. And if you've listened to our show and listened to our revisits before, you'll know all about them. So essentially, we're going to be ranking each other's prediction, how we went. Mm -hmm. Essentially, we're going to break down everything that we said. If we said something that wasn't in a trailer or promotional or any of the promotional material, that's two points. Mm -hmm. If we said something that appeared in the trailer for the movie that we watched, that's one point. If we said something that is a little bit correct, but not fully on the right, on the mark, that's half a point. For example, if we said there was going to be a cat in the movie and it turns out it's a dog in the actual movie. Or, for example, if you say uh, someone has a little brother when in fact they don't. No, that's not even worth half a point. That's worth zero points. Yes, which is the last thing. If we get something wrong at zero points, then we calculate those up. And I guess we'll see how well we did on each of these movies. That's right. I think this week it's more so a circumstance of who is the better predictor, more so than uh, who did better at predicting the movie, because we we did separate predictions. Yeah. So this is interesting, because there's always been a competition element with our show where we're saying who who gets close to the mark. But because we did different movies, it's kind of a little different. That's right. You could say- Very hard to compare. Yeah. You could say who's a better predictor. 
But then you could also say who had the harder job. Exactly. Who yeah. had the harder plot to That's predict. where it becomes difficult. Who who did did one trailer give more information away than another? So it's kind of I don't know. Well, I think it's just going to be a circumstance of who ends up with the most points <laughs> yeah. is essentially the winner because ultimately we're always aiming for the highest amount of points possible because we've gotten the hundreds before in the past. Not recently, <laughs> and I don't think it's going to happen this I don't episode think so either. either. Let's get into it. So, in our original episode, we talked about Freaky first, and that was the movie that Maddie D covered. So, Maddie D, how much do you think that Freaky made in the worldwide box office? I actually wrote this down because I thought about it. Now, I think Freaky, my guess is it made, because it came around the COVID time as well. Right? That's right. It was uh, at the end of like okay. the second round of lockdowns, I believe. Yes. But cinemas were open at this time. So, Freaky, I think. I think made about 250 mil. Really? Yes. Do you want to know the budget before you throw huge figures like yes, that out? Yes, yes. So yes. it had a budget of $6 million. Okay, that changes it. Which is quite a small budget. That is, if a, you think that about is it. a really tiny budget. Pretty standard for horror movies, but if you think about it, Fantasy Island actually had a bigger budget. Come Play had a bigger budget. Mm. So this is one of the smallest budgets we've ever had on this yeah, show. Yeah, that's not a big budget. Okay, so it de- definitely didn't make 200 million. I don't think a movie has made 200 million <laughs> since the pandemic. Mind you, Spider Man and whatnot did, but yeah, not a movie like this. Okay, I'm going to see, I would say 90 million, but I would dare say it probably made more than that. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if a $6 million movie would crack that 100 mil then. I'm going to go with 90 mil. Okay, interesting. You're not even close because the movie made $16.2 million. Oof, wow. Which is still a profit. Still a profit. Made more than twice its budget. Surprises me. So, yeah, they made their money back, but probably not the amount that they wanted to make. Hmm. So, let's get into what you said. So, you said initially that the movie will open with a cold open featuring two, quote, uncredited teenagers. I think you meant unnamed. Uh, Mind you, they did have names, but uh, I don't remember what they were. And they'd be parked on a hilltop overlooking the town, quite like the start of Love and Monsters. I just meant that they weren't characters that were in the cast list. They yeah, weren't I, main I get characters. You. They were just random body characters. Well, they are in the cast list, but yeah, you just like, meant- You know what I mean. You meant unnamed characters. Yes. So, I gave you half a point for that because it does open with four unnamed teens having a house party. I know. You. One of them does have a name, so that's fairly close, but it's not the same circumstance that you were describing. No. You still had love and monsters on your brain. But it does start like that. I think that was pretty close. Yeah. So you said that you were changing it up and, and going. You said you took a leaf out of my book and decided <laughs> that a horror movie should start with a scare. Hold and on you, a sec. If you hadn't done I, that. Are you taking credit for my points? Absolutely. Because <laughs> you gave me credit for it in the original episode. <laughs> so I like that you said, oh, I'm taking a leaf out of Kieran's book by following a formula. <laughs> And not just pulling stuff out of your ass. So you said that, that comes later. You said that, yeah. You said that the two teenagers start to get frisky in the car, and they joke around about the Blissfield Butcher. I gave you a point and a half for that because they do start to swap stories about the Blissfield Butcher right at the start of the movie, and they do get very freaky in the movie. Uh, it's all in the title, isn't it? For a short period of time. And yeah, I think a girl's bent over a car, getting rammed by a guy at one stage, and there's a little bit of kissiness happening. Kissy, at the start. so yeah. that's that's pretty close. It's so, two couples. So. Like I said, point and a half. You said that the boy will go off to pee and he'll never return again. I gave you half a point for that because both boys in the opening scene of the actual movie are murdered, but this happens on screen. You sort of insinuated like he goes off and he's killed off screen. And to be fair, I think they go off to get more alcohol to get some wine. That's right. So it's close in that respect. They go to to clean up. (laughs) The girl spilt uh, beer all over herself and they go to get club soda because that helps for some reason. Yeah, well. I don't understand how that works, but I've never spilled beer. Because we don't spill things on it, like, you know, so we don't Yeah, know. we just spill beers down our throats. <laughs> you said that the girl is murdered by the Blissfield Butcher after mistaking him for her boyfriend. Gave you half a point for that because both girls were murdered. That's as close as you got to that circumstance. 
Uh, I don't think there was any mistaking the, the boyfriends for the Blissful Butcher, given that he towers over everybody. Yeah, he's a tall man, Vince. You said that the camera pans up to show the full moon transitioning into a sun <laughs> to indicate that it's daytime. What a different movie that this was. This never happens at all in no. the movie. It's a very nice image that you're painting here, but this doesn't happen at all in the movie. Got to go with your heart sometimes, and sometimes that doesn't pay off. Yeah, true. You said that we're then introduced to Millie, who tells us in voiceover narration how much her life sucks. Gave you no points for that because there's no voiceover narration there's in the none. movie. But there is voiceover narration in the trailer, which is why I can understand oh, why you thought that. There? Yeah, that's right. Wow. That's usually a fair sign that there will be. That's kind of weird. Yeah, well, usually what they do in the trailers is they'll have voiceover that's unrelated to the movie. So yes. they usually they'll change it up for the actual movie. In this circumstance, they just didn't have it at all. Yeah. I think the only reason they had device. Yeah, I think the only reason they had voiceover in the trailer is just to explain easily to the audience what's going on without it being confusing. Yeah, it makes sense. You said that at school, Millie is invisible to everyone, especially her crush, Booker. Mind you, this is straight from the trailer, but that's not actually the case in the movie. Booker seems to like her. Yeah, I mean... And he certainly notices her. It's something that's assumed... And the bullies certainly notice her. Yeah, something that's assumed, I guess, in the... In the trailer, well, they said, I'm invisible to everyone. Yeah. Especially my crush, Booker. Not the case in the actual no, movie. No, no. I guess I, I, I was going to say it's assumed that she was invisible to everybody and turns out Booker noticed her well, the It's not assumed. Time. They but, said it in the trailer. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the movie itself, but yeah. like, yeah, yeah. To your point, they they all know her. They push her into lockers. They graffiti about her. So yeah, that's not right. invisible at all. Yeah. Just they hate her for some reason. Yeah, for no real reason. None. You said that Millie will be Hollywood ugly. That was your quote. <laughs> Hollywood ugly, since she has messy hair and doesn't wear uh, clothes that accentuate her figure. I gave uh, you a point for that because that's basically what happens. She in looks the movie. hideous. Absolutely hideous. <laughs> My God, I thought she looked stunning regardless of how she was dressed <laughs> and how her hair was. To be honest, and I said that in the original episode as well. Of course, of course, it's Hollywood, right? I think they had a hard time trying to make her look ugly. <laughs> Such a hard time. Just short of giving her glasses to wear. They basically just like, oh, her hair is slightly, slightly dishevelled. Hair is slightly oh, no. dishevelled, and she's not wearing as much makeup as what, she does later. What person will ever want her? Booker, apparently. Her crush loves her. <laughs> you said that a group of popular girls tease Millie for her outfit, and a guy nudges her into a locker. I gave you a point and a half for that. Because the guy doesn't nudge her into lock, he just screams at her and she basically slams herself into the locker. Mm. And I don't know why he did that. Because he's an arsehole. I guess so. I guess it was done for a jump scare, but it wasn't really that scary. I don't know, it's just like her life being bad, I guess. Yeah, so a point and a half for that. Because, Gives us someone yeah. to kill later on in the movie, because everybody yeah. who dies is a jerk, right? So- it was a very low body count in this movie. Yeah, it was, kind of, wasn't there? Not as low as come play, but yeah, we're, we're done talking about that movie. Never mention it again. <laughs> You said that we'll meet Millie's friends, Nyla and Josh, and they tell her that she should ask Booker to the school dance. Gave you a point for that. It was in the trailer. You said that we cut to a football game where Millie is the school beaver mascot. Gave you a point for that as well. Also in the trailer. No, I was going to make a joke there. But it's uh, a funny. beaver joke? Yeah. Uh, I was we gonna can. S- we're I was we're gonna low say- here. We're that low to make a beaver <laughs> joke? I was going to say that Mel Gibson should have been in the beaver costume since he did the movie The Beaver. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't say it. It's not funny. <laughs> that better not be cut. That was excellent. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> you said that in this mascot costume, Millie is humiliated when she falls over in front of everyone and knocks over a human pyramid of cheerleaders. That doesn't happen at all. No. She has a soft drink can thrown at her head in the actual movie, so I gave you half a point, because she is humiliated in front of everyone, but just not in the way that you thought. 
you were so like timid to talk about her being bullied at all because you just felt bad for I her, even though I, it was your yeah, prediction. I, I really don't like like bullying and just general. You're very sensitive to that topic. In, you in don't even movies. like talking about it. Yeah, I, well, I don't like. It feels like I'm responsible if I create the bullying. You I know see. I mean? If I see it in the trailer, so then you don't fine. have a problem with bullying me. Like, yeah, you no, just no, that's about fine. My terrible joke. Well, you deserve it. You need to okay, be taken down enough. a peg. I just I keep your ego in check. But yeah. like, you know, I don't want to do that to her. Fair she enough. seems like a nice girl, you know? Yeah. I in mean, another a little, life, you could have been Booker. A little on the ugly side. <laughs> but, <laughs> Leave uh, her alone. <laughs> you said that Millie is left alone after the game with no one to pick her up, and her phone runs out of battery. It gave you two points for that. Two single points, that is, because both are in the trailer. You said that the lights around the stadium shut off, and an ominous figure appears, being, of course, the Blissfield Butcher. Gave you a point for that. You said that Millie tries to hide in the bleachers, but the killer finds her. Gave you a point for that. And the chase leads them to the football field. Again, gave you a point for that. And the butcher will wear a baby face mask. Uh, now, he doesn't actually wear a baby face mask no. in the movie. He wears sort of like a, a reference to Friday the 13th, Jason's hockey mask. It's sort of like a homemade hockey mask, if you ask me. But what's funny is we see the mask in the trailer, so I don't know why you thought it would be different um, to what we see. Well, yeah, I, I kind of saw it. I don't know. I, I saw it briefly in the trailer, and I can't remember if I th- sort of thought it would be like more of a childlike like mask baby with dark eyes yeah or whether i just was just like i need to pick a mask maybe you probably just didn't notice it in the trailer and so i went i did notice it the mask in the trailer but maybe that's where i shoehorned it in i can't remember my thought process there but isn't the mask like one of the aztec masks he takes from the house or did he have that no he had it already okay right you said that the butcher will tackle millie and she pulls off his mask during a struggle never gets the mask again in the movie so i gave you a point for that you said that a couple smoking weed nearby witnessed this attack and they run away screaming doesn't happen at all. She's all alone. That's right. Now, interestingly enough, we referred to the Blissfield Butcher as Barney in the original episode, even though that's not his name at all in the actual movie. But the information we were given at the time was that his name was going to be Barney. It's never revealed in the movie at all. Okay. He's just the butcher. He's just the butcher. Right. Barney the butcher. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) You said that the butcher will stab Millie with a, quote, magic looking knife in the heart. Gave you a point for that, even though she's stabbed in the shoulder and not the heart. Because that would have killed her. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's, magic, it's a magic, it's a magic knife. knife. But yeah, you were essentially on the right track there. You said that the stab is accompanied by a full moon and some cloud effects, and the football field transforms into a sacrificial altar. Gave you two points for that. Uh, it's a point for each point there. Yes. Because that was very prominent in the trailer. It was in the trailer. Part of me thought it wasn't going to be in the movie because it was really corny, but I was really surprised that they did include it. Yeah. I don't know why they did it, but I guess that's just the magic of the knife. You said that Millie, now in the butcher's body, wakes up in an abandoned house. Gave you a point for that in the trailer. You said that in the house we see dead animals, knives, mannequins, and Rambo DVDs. <laughs> Gave you a point for that. There's no Rambo DVDs, but everything else was there. Why was I shitting on Rambo? You, I think you were just saying that only psychopaths watch Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Because I have like a collection of Rambo DVDs. So yeah, I think you were insinuating <laughs> That's that I... That's what I was saying. I think you are insinuating that I'm a psychopath. I thought it might have been after we did the Rambo movie. But yeah, I think I was We did the Rambo movie a year before. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think I was making fun of you at the time because you said it was like a serial house instead of a serial killer's house. <laughs> and so you were just getting back at me. Yeah. You said that Millie will freak out. Gave you a point for that. That's in the trailer. She sees herself in the mirror and starts screaming. And it was around this point in uh, your plot that you agreed with me that Millie will have a scene where she doesn't know how to pee. Gave you a point for that because it was a a conversation that we had. And you said that Millie will go into town and sees a drawing of the Blissfield Butcher on the news. Gave you a point for that. Again, in the trailer. Even though a couple of weeks ago you were bagging me out saying like you just stick to the trailer (laughs) like glue. This was one of the rare circumstances where you were like putting absolutely everything. Every shot that was in the trailer ended up in your plot. Yeah. 
and you don't really deviate from it too much at all. No, no, I didn't. And I don't know if that's because I thought I was doing a fat man plot, freaked out, and the last minute just was like, what does the trailer say? And pasted it on that. Yeah, this but is yeah. very unusual for you. Yeah, I very much stayed close to the trailer. And also, like, uh, these kind of movies, I followed the formula of these kind of movies. That's right. Pretty much to a T. Yeah. Yeah. You said that a random person in the street recognizes Millie as the butcher and freaks out. Gave you two points for that because it wasn't in the trailer, but you were dead on the money. Oh, cool. We even said that it would be a woman who screams, oh, it's the Blissfield Butcher. And that's ex- exactly what happens in the movie. <laughs> so I was very happy with that. You said that Millie sneaks into the school and meets up with her friends in the cafeteria. I gave her half a point for that because she meets them in the hallway, but she goes to the school and has a shower. You said that Nyla and Josh freak out and run away from Millie throwing oranges at her. Now, I gave you a point for that because they throw food trays at her and a couple of bits of food as well, but no oranges. There are carrots in the trailer and you probably thought they were oranges. I saw the color orange and I was like, done. (laughs) Or maybe it's for the football game. I don't know if that's uh, something they do in America. In Australia, they give people oranges, right? Uh, It's a thing. I have no idea, but it didn't happen in the movie, so I'm not even going to consider that. I have oranges at home. I can't wait to eat them. Oh, great. Glad you're sharing that with everybody. You said that Millie is able to convince her friends that she is Millie by doing her cheerleader dance. I gave you a point for that. Interestingly enough, you called it a slut drop in the original episode. Yeah, but Ben and Snap is also also correct. Not technically what she does in the movie, but yeah. I didn't. I just thought it was interesting that you referred to it as that. And I still don't know what that is. Maybe you can demonstrate for me it's, a little later. It's the bend and snap. You said it. Okay, interesting. Now where you like drop down and you... Yeah, like I said, she doesn't do it in the up. movie. But you did say that she just does her cheerleading dance, which is the case. Again, in the trailer. You said that in the boys' bathroom, Millie picks up the bully who scared her earlier and he pees his pants. Gave you a point for that again in the trailer. You said that at the same time, we cut to what's going on with the butcher who is now in Millie's body. Gave you a point for that. I said that we probably won't see Millie as the butcher, or sorry, the, the butcher in Millie's body until the end of the movie. I was dead wrong on that. You said that the butcher would wake up in Millie's bed. That's the case. You said that the butcher harasses Millie's obnoxious younger brother, traumatizing him. She doesn't have no. a younger brother at all. No. And I don't I don't think I ever spoke about her older sister who was the No, you never mentioned which, her. No, I'm actually getting to that as my right. next point. Millie's mother and Millie's sister aren't mentioned at all in your plot. Mm. And they're such big characters in this That's movie. right. And I did not Mind think you, that was the case. they weren't in the trailer. No. So that's probably why you didn't include them in your plot. Yeah. You said the butcher will walk into the school with some badass music. I gave you half a point for that <laughs> because she does walk into the school with some music, but K Sarah Sarah is hardly badass music. <laughs> it's supposed to be badass, though. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know what... I, I, I guess it is supposed to be badass, but the music isn't badass is my point here. So if, if it was like bad to the bone, like so, we joked in the original so, episode. So being subjective has robbed me of points. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> you don't think it's badass, so it's not. Yeah, well, uh, I if won't... you think Quesara Sarar is badass, <laughs> then I'd like to see you in a biker bar. Well, I would be doing it in Quesara Sarar. You said that the butcher seduces Booker by sucking his finger and Alpha's the other girls in the school. Gave you two half points for that because uh, she doesn't really seduce Booker. She's just tasting his blood because she wants to kill him. I had such a big issue with that scene in the trailer because I was like, why does she suck his finger? I know it's supposed to be like seductive, but like, why yeah. would... Why would, you know, the killer in Millie's body do that? And it turns out it's because Booker pricked his finger and has blood. Yeah, that's right. I was like, okay, that makes sense then. You said that Millie and the butcher run into each other at the school. That's correct. Gave you a point for that. You said that the butcher screams and attracts the attention of nearby police and Millie and her friends narrowly escape in a car. Gave you two single points for that. That's absolutely the case. You said that the three friends return to the butcher's hideout and find a book about the magic knife. It's not the case <laughs> at all in the movie. They never go back to the butcher's hideout. 
They just Google the knife in the movie and it comes yeah, up straight away. Yeah. It's quite convenient that the knife kept saying its own name over and over again while Millie was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, she would have no idea. And they would never find out how to do the ritual to get her back to normal. Convenient that this was all just on Google. It's <laughs> yeah. just accepted in this universe that this is a magic knife. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if she didn't remember the name of the knife and it was like trying to find a song that you yeah, remember exactly. from childhood. You like, Or a video game, you're just like, knife with skull, skull head. And and <laughs> There'd getting, be so many. Getting all these searches, you're like, oh, magic? so frustrating. Mark? <laughs> magic looking knife? Magic knife, swap body. Yeah, uh, maybe that would come. Uh, who knows? Let's move on. He said that according to the book, the transformation becomes permanent after six hours. Gave you half a point for that because it's actually 24 hours in the, the movie. But they said they only have six hours left to do the, the ritual in the trailer, which is probably where you got it from. Yeah. You said that the butchers swap bodies with Millie on purpose in order to get a younger body and change identities. Mm. Not the case at all. It was very much random. Yeah. He just happened to steal the, the knife by chance as well. From the house at the beginning of the movie. The house that had a collector of all these old magical stuff, I guess. Yes. Maybe uh, Nathan Drake was the, <laughs> the father there. Which is a shame because that's what I originally thought. And I was like, nah, they won't do that. Oh, It'll interesting. Be deliberate. You really thought that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said that this is the reason that the butcher has been attacking teenagers, you know, to change identities and swap with a younger person. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't a full moon the previous times. Not the case at all in the action yeah, movie. Yeah, everything needed to be perfect for it to happen. In your plot. Not the case. Doesn't matter. No. You said that Millie's shop teacher is a seedy pervert who tries to molest her after hours. <laughs> it's not the case at all. He absolutely fucking hates her guts in the in the actual movie. Almost unreasonably so. Yeah, he's a jerk. I knew he needed to be a character that deserved to die. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's a creep. Yeah, you're on the right track, but not quite. You said that the butcher as Millie kills her shop teacher by pushing him through a buzzsaw. Gave you a point for that. That was in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And you said that a group of jocks take a liking to Millie as the butcher. Gave you a point for that. Sorry, the butcher as Millie. It's going to get very confusing yeah, again. I, I struggled with that. You said that the jocks take the butcher to a slaughterhouse as a dare. That's not the case. They actually go to an old mill for a secret party towards yeah. the end of the movie, but it's not a slaughterhouse. That's what I... I well, it's a place where grain is slaughtered into flour. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Half a point, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw I saw this scene in the trailer and I was like, slaughterhouse is a good place to have your serial killer end up. Yeah, not I guess case. so. Not the case. You said that the butcher kills all of the jocks using equipment in the slaughterhouse. I gave you a point for that. It was in the trailer, but it's equipment in the mill. Now, at this point, quite like I just did then, at this point in your plot, you started referring to the butcher as Millie and her, <laughs> making it incredibly difficult yeah. to work out who you yeah, were talking I, about. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for everyone listening. That must have been hard. But I think it was somewhat clear. Uh, you, just had to, you just had to pay extra attention. You said that Millie and her friends arrive at the slaughterhouse to track down the butcher. That's correct. I gave you a point for that. It's actually the party at the old mill. Mm. You said that they fight with the butcher and he gets the better of them because he's more cold-hearted. Gave you two points for that because that's technically true. We didn't know that was going to happen either from the trailer. It is actually quite a, a, a big plot point in the movie that Millie, well, the butcher as Millie is, is a lot weaker. Yes. And yes. Millie as the butcher is much stronger than she's Cause, used Because it's almost like the reverse is also true. Like uh, the butcher in Millie's body tries to do things and can't do them. That's right. And I think uh, Millie in the butcher's body knocks- People out. The butcher, the butcher, the butcher himself back. Yeah, that's right. He's got a stronger body. Yeah, he seems to have super strength of some regard. I just think, I just think, well, just above average strength. The butcher's anyway. body is like stronger, taller, just yeah, just physically more yeah. powerful than a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, that's right. And like I said, they make a big point of that in the movie. You said that the butcher asked Booker to the school dance so he can murder him. That doesn't happen in the movie at all. <laughs> the butcher doesn't even really know that Millie has a crush on him until later in the movie. You said that at the school dance, Millie arrives as the butcher and everyone freaks out and runs away. Doesn't happen in the movie. Millie comes in through the back door. <laughs> Intelligently so. 
You said that the butcher pretends to lead a school bully girl to safety. Gave you two points for that because it did happen earlier in the movie. But if you remember the school bully girl, the one who was insulting her for her fashion choices, in the actual movie, she runs into Millie as the butcher, thinks it's the blissful butcher, and the butcher as Millie goes, oh, quick, it's the butcher, let's get out of here, and then leads her to... We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, like, what was that? We'll, like get, a- we'll talk about it right now because the butcher, you said that the butcher leads a bully girl into a freezer where she freezes to death. She must have been in there for a long time in your <laughs> plot. Gave you half a point for that because it's actually a cryogenic storage chamber in the real movie. Which they just have in schools, right? Why did they have that in the school locker room? Yeah, for, um... And you the know, kids could just access it and use for, it. Uh, uh, There's no reason ag- to ag- have... Agriculture cr- studies. <laughs> in the locker room? Yes. In the girls' locker room specifically? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense why it was there at all. And like uh, Sculpting, it's an art thing. Again, in the locker rooms... They have kilns and they have <laughs> cryogenic freezing. I could understand you if it was in the art room, but the fact that it was in the locker room is yeah. the thing that doesn't make any sense. And why would a school have it in the first and, and place? It's like, I don't know. You could have had so many other creative ways to kill somebody. Yeah. I love that they chose that. It's just out of nowhere. But it's it was cool anyway, so yeah, I guess literally. you got to go with it. By the way, I love that character for as short as she the was. Girl. The movie. Yeah, yeah. She, she was funny. She was like chewing the scenery. She, every time there was a tragedy, she always made it about her. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Because yeah. we all know people like that. You said that Millie and her friends capture the butcher and take him back to Millie's house and tie him to a chair. Gave you a point for that. It's actually Josh's house in the real movie, but it does happen. You said that Millie and her friends plan to perform the knife ritual to reverse the body swap. Gave you a point for that because that is the plan, but they don't actually have the knife at this point. In fact, how they got the knife, it was never actually addressed at all in your plot. It just magically is there. Yeah, I thought the butcher found, like, the butcher has the knife already. Or Millie um, has the knife already because she was in the butcher's body, is what you thought. Yes, yes, presumably. Yes, 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 yes. You said that Booker enters the house thinking that the butcher has captured Millie. I gave you half a point for that because he does think Millie is the butcher earlier in the movie. It's in a putt-putt golf course that's done up for Halloween. <laughs> now, interestingly enough, Booker is never mentioned again in your plot. No. Nah. So, eh, he, he vanished yep. in a puff of logic. You said that the butcher escapes his binds and goes to kill everyone. Gave you a point for that. We did actually see that in the trailer. You said that outside Millie's house, Millie and the butcher fight each other with chainsaws. Nothing like that happens in the movie at all. Just, I mean, there is a chainsaw, but there's no fight. There is it. a chainsaw, yes. And someone does die by a chainsaw. I, I already counted that with but equipment in the old mill. Fair, fair, fair. I guess I just wanted to see that happening. We'll just watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Maybe I will. <laughs> you said that the butcher <laughs> monologues about how Millie is just a pathetic victim. I gave you two points for that because that does happen basically word for word at mm. the end of the movie. Yeah, it does. When the butcher is back in his own body. Got a shoehorn a message in there. Yeah. You said that Millie reveals secrets that she read about the butcher in his journal in order to make <laughs> him mad. And Millie somehow swaps the butcher's regular knife for a magic knife, which he stabs Millie with, reversing the body swap. Gave you half a point because Millie just stabs the butcher with yeah, a magic the knife. Only, the only sort of advantage she figures out is that he has balls, really. Yeah, that's right. She kicks his balls. So. That's right. But it's not helpful when uh, she's in his body, which no. in this circumstance he was. You said that the butcher is arrested and doesn't die, as is standard in all of Matty D's plots. <laughs> the bad guy never dies in Matty D movies. No. He always just goes to jail because he has re- like a real Superman mentality when it comes to... Uh, Bring- yeah, sequels. <laughs> they're I not going to make a sequel to this movie. They, they might. They might. If it did well, they might. You know. $16 million. They're not making a sequel well, to ne- this movie. Well, of course, now they're not, but they could have, you know. But, you know, and now it's that not I'm- the sort of plot where you can have yeah. a sequel. Well, I mean, they made a plot to the babysitter movie. What? What are you talking about? I don't know. The, 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 those two movies kind of feel, feel similar to me. You know, the They're murdering- not similar at all. No, Babysitter and Freaky are two completely different plots. It's like a it's like a bloody killing spree. movie. Yeah, but how would you do a sequel to a body swap movie? Uh 
I don't without know. doing the exact I try, same I tried thing. To, I tried to insinuate ways, but yeah. To your point, he does die. Yeah. It's just something you got right, by the you way. You said that at the end of the movie, Millie becomes more confident at school and wears nicer clothes and hair. Not the case at all. We never see Millie nah. at school again after nah. the end of the movie. You said that the butcher escapes from jail and ends up in Millie's kitchen with Millie's mum. It was a very sort of like <laughs> cliffhanger scene in your plot, but gave you half a point for that because the butcher does escape from an ambulance when they think he's dead. Yes. And he goes to Millie's house and attacks Millie and her mother and sister. So yeah, you're on the right track. So I gave you half a point for that. That was everything that you predicted would happen in Freaky. And that gives you a total of how well do you think you did? Uh, listening to it, not not too bad, not too great. I played it very safe. And That's I, right. And I sort of just, if, if the trailer is a path, like a walkway, I just stayed on that walkway. That's so, right. Uh, am I, are we talking 20s, 30s? 49 points. That's good. That's Almost that's 50 good. points. That's actually not bad at all. Yeah. That's, but the I'm bulk of that, that, as we learned, the bulk of that came from you playing it safe. Yes. And just saying what was in the yes. trailer. And then following, of course, horror movie formula. And uh, to let everyone peer behind the curtain, it was a last minute uh, prediction oh, by really? me. Yes, it was. So I'll take, I'll take that. I'll take those amount of points. Do you want to talk about what you got right? Yeah, sure. In Freaky. Because I did uh, say that we should get bonus points. If the other person comes up with stuff that's actually in the movie, they mm. deserve bonus points. Even though we didn't do like our own set predictions. Yeah, but I think it's I think it deserves like credit and praise and props if you yeah. got something right in the movie. So you said a few things during my prediction. You said that while Millie was dressed as the mascot, the beaver mascot, her mm-hmm. head would fall off. I don't think that's something I said, so that's right. Yeah, it does happen. You said that. You said that, and you've already said this already, but you said there'd be a genital joke. That's right. And there is. And there's actually- Interestingly enough, I said that the the butcher in Millie's body Mm -hmm. won't have like a joke where she, um, you know, touches herself, but she actually did in the movie. Yes. So there was, yeah, there was the genital joke with um, Millie in uh, the the butcher's body, but there was also a point where the butcher- Because I said he wouldn't know how to pee or she wouldn't know how to pee in a man's body. And that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. Because they always do that in these movies. Yes, yes. But uh, but yeah, she um the butcher in Millie's body touches her own breasts, right? That's right. That was one of like the first things the butcher does. So yeah, yeah I guess they did do that in a way. Yeah. Um now you thought that we wouldn't see Oh, you already said that. Sorry. That you would they we wouldn't see uh Barney in Millie's body or the butcher in Millie's body, which didn't turn out to be correct. Yeah. Back to that genital point that you made. <laughs> That's yeah. such a weird quote say, since say you said that it, they wouldn't make a gentle joke uh, about the butcher and Millie's body and they don't actually so I count that as something yeah, you got yeah. right they don't do anything as crass as him like yes. checking out we don't see it on screen we could presume that it happened off screen but we're never told or shown that he does anything untoward with her body yeah yeah because I think I think you were like oh that wouldn't work it's not like movie. the hot chick with Rob Schneider <laughs> yes you sent me a message earlier today and you were like this is the same movie yeah <laughs> and it is it is the exact same movie Even the hot chick and freaky are the exact same movie <laughs> They just redid the hot chick. Yes. With better actors. Yes. Or actor. I don't want to disparage the name of Rachel McAdams. A better actor. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, another thing you got right is um, you said that the teacher would not be a pervert. The shop teacher would not be a pervert, which that's is right. true. He just turns out to be an asshole. Well, I said he was a nice guy. Oh, no. You did say he was a nice guy. So no, that's not right. Not right. Um, and the last thing you said is you said that the butcher would die at the end of the movie. That's right. So that's uh, that's uh, four extra points. Four extra points. Well, we're going to add that on to my points once we find out how well I did. But before we get into what I said about Fat Man, should we talk about our feelings on Freaky briefly? Yeah, let's 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 talk about it. So, what were your thoughts on Freaky, Matty D? You predicted it. You've seen it. Uh, it was a movie I didn't have a lot of expectations for. I thought it was going to be kind of average. And yeah. When I watched it, I actually really interestingly liked it. enough, Freaky was the movie that I wanted to cover, and Fat Man was the movie that you wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. But we ended up doing it the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because 
we were really high on Fat Man. And That's we were right. Like, oh, this is gonna be such a good movie. That's right. And then, well, we said both movies look good. Yeah, but I think we did not. We didn't think Freaky would be as good. No. So that was really a. Dark we thought it'd just be like a throwaway horror movie. Absolutely. But you're saying you liked it? Yes. Yes, I did. Would you recommend people watch it? Well, I was I was surprised. Oh, you were surprised? Yeah, I was surprised because I didn't think it would be as good as it was. I thought it was really fun. It was really simple. Did you think it was funny? Yeah. It was, I, w- I wouldn't say funny, but I, I would say it had like a real fun spirit to it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, it wasn't yeah. laugh out loud funny, but no. you could acknowledge that there were jokes there. Yeah, you could acknowledge there were jokes there. Uh, would I Would I recommend people watch it? Uh, look, pro- I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it, but sure. I mean, if- If it- you need something on Halloween to watch, yes. it's perfectly serviceable. Because I think people do this kind of movie, or there are movies that do this kind of movie better. But, yes. Uh, so, if someone was like wanting this style of movie, I'd probably advise another one, but- Definitely don't sleep on it. I, I was really surprised. I wasn't yeah. expecting it to be good, and I really found it a really easy watch. I was like, they did a really good job. They yeah. Exactly what you want to see in this kind of movie. They yeah. nailed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I enjoyed the movie way more than I thought I was going to. It surprised me the same way that it surprised you. I thought it was fun and funny, which is exactly what you want from a horror comedy. And yeah, what can I say that you haven't already said? I think it's worth watching if you like this kind of movie. If you like horror comedies, if you're a fan of Happy Death Day and its sequel... Definitely yeah. watch this movie. Or if you like The Babysitter, that was a good example you said before. Very similar tone of movie. Wouldn't say it's the same plot, but yeah, if you like those movies, you'll definitely like this one. Yeah. Happy to say that I liked it. On the other hand, <laughs> should we get into <laughs> Fat Man? Yes, let's let's go into Fat Man. So I'm going to cover what you got right about- Before we do that, how oh. much do you think Fat Man made at the box office? Uh, can I know its budget? It had a $20 million budget. So a lot more than $6 million, which Freaky had. Where? Where was this budget? Where did the $20 million go? <laughs> I don't know. Was that, was that Mel Gibson's bar tab? That's, that's probably my guess, is they, they were paying for his alcohol. <laughs> and they needed a lot to get him to turn up on set. Uh, I, I'm going to say that if they did disclose the budget... Oh, sorry, if they did disclose the, the, the box office... They did. Okay. Uh, oh, $6 million. Wow, so you reckon it did a lot worse than Freaky? Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're not close. It made $1.7 million on a $20 million budget. Total failure. All Nobody right. saw this movie. All right. I think it made something like $60,000. Wait, did you say $1.7? Yeah. Sorry, that just registered for me. That's awful. Yes. <laughs> is that the lowest? That uh, is the lowest box office we've ever had wow. for any movie we've covered on this show, including wow. ones during the pandemic. Mind you, we don't know some of the, the box offices for the streaming stuff, but I'm sure even they make more money. That's nothing. Than this. Yeah, $1.7 million. Yeah, like oh. I said, lowest box office I think we've ever had on this show. Oh. I was giving it a little bit of credit there. <laughs> yeah, by saying $6 million. <laughs> which is Which is bad. Yeah. And they released that information? Yes. Oh, poor Freaky. Well, no, poor Fat Man. <laughs> poor Fat Man. Yeah. Freaky, you're all right. All right. Well, on that note, let's go into what you said about Fat Man. So, yep. first thing you said, you talked about the opening of the movie and you were partially correct here with your opener. You said mm. the movie would open with a child who is Billy in yep, the movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, receiving a president. <laughs> receiving a president <laughs> of the United States of America. No, he's receiving a hey, president. Billy. Merry Christmas. <laughs> He's practically like mini Trump. That's all I kept yeah. thinking throughout the whole movie. So you thought it was going to start with him thinking he's getting at a president. It turns out to be Cole and him getting angry. Yeah. A lot what was what was in the So trailer. I thought this was going to be the opening of the movie. It wasn't. It's no. halfway through the movie. It, yeah, it takes a while to get I think to that point. No, sorry, 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes into an hour and 30 minute movie. Yes, yes. So I'll give you half a point because the movie does open with Billy. 
but yeah, it opens right. with Billy preparing for a science science, pro- science project, science, science fair. fair project. Yeah, yeah, in which he wants to get the first prize to the science fair. He wins everything because he's got money and influence, and he just bullies people, and that's part yeah. of his character. And that's that's where it starts. And we get introduced to him. We get introduced to Chris Kringle at a bar. We get introduced yep. to the skinny man doing his assassin work. Yep. And then after that, that's when we get the revelation that he got cold for Christmas. So it does that's happen. Right. It takes a while to get to that point. Like I said, half an hour. But half a point because it does start with Billy. And I give you a point as well. Although I should probably give you two points now that I think about it because- it does. You said it would open with a uh, Christmas carol, which it does. There you go. Oh, I do give you two points. There you go. Oh, very nice. <laughs> and I give you a point because that scene is in the movie where he received Carl. And I also called the title screen as well, if you remember that. Yes. Yes, you do. Which is all part of that there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, now, you said that, or you guessed that we would meet Santa, who is Chris, uh, mm-hmm. and it would be revealed that he's been shot. He's just out giving presents and he comes yep, back. That's right. This, Again, half an hour into the movie. This happens later on. i give you half a point because you're right. It's in the trailer, but uh, this happens way later on. That happens on Christmas Day, which the, that's right. the movie starts like a few days before Christmas well, Day. Should I go back and change all of my points that you didn't get in the right order back to half points? I, g- I gave you points for that. You said a half point, though. Uh, Not in the right context, but still happening is still worthy okay, of a point. Right, right, right. I'll give you a point for that then. Because you certainly said a lot of stuff that wasn't in the right <laughs> order and Freak, I still gave you a point. All right, then. I'll give you a point for that. Look, I'm changing it for oh, you. Very nice. Rattling that tin. Yes. <laughs> as we do. All right. Now, you said at this point that he laments that kids are spoiled and naughty. They're, they're getting less good, less pure. Yeah, that's right. Give you a point for that because it's true, but we see it in the trailer. Yeah. That's going to be a phrase I'm going to say a lot, by the way. Yes. <laughs> now, you say that Ruth, his wife, will encourage him to do it for the kids who are good. You know, there are kids around still doing the good things, so yep. please do it. Uh, you know, you should do it for them. That happens. That does happen, and it yep. happens when he gives uh, Chris the photo album. So, I give you a point for that. Uh, you said, because it does appear in the trailer, by the way, yep. that sort of conversation, but it's elaborated more in the movie. But you are right, either way. Uh, you said that Chris would appear as a regular guy, and it will never be confirmed whether he's magical, supernatural. Two points. We see things in the movie and it's yeah. insinuated. But so the movie takes a it. long time to actually reveal that he's Santa Claus, something that you know straight away if you watch mm. the trailer. But the movie really plays it coy for about the first 40 minutes. They don't even really give away that he's Santa Claus until Christmas Day. But he is shown to have super strength and yes. he is shown to be invincible because he's shot through the brain and survives. And immortal. Yeah, and immortal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because he's been around, they say he's been around, you know, for, for hundreds of years. Yeah, but they never really go into it and he kind of appears to be a normal man and he gets hurt and he has human By the way, traits. Yes. in this universe, yes. we, it's something we mentioned in the original episode. We actually brought up the fact that uh, he was only operating in America. In this universe, Santa doesn't seem to exist outside of the United States. (laughs) Yes. I don't even know if he delivers to Canada because he's only getting money from the American government Mm -hmm. for delivering presents. Yeah, well, America is the only country in the world, right? Yeah, true. And and also, it's funny because when the skinny man is trying to track down Santa, there's pictures of other countries uh, like equivalent to Santa Claus or St. Nicholas on his wall. So, like, it exists. Yeah, that's right. Maybe there is a different, like, Santa in each country. Yeah, and he's he's just paid by the respective (laughs) countries, presumably. You know what it probably is? What? He probably took the idea from another country and was like, I'll do the American version here. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that would have been something interesting to explore in the movie, a better movie perhaps, but not in this one. (laughs) Yes. Now, you said that uh, Chris would be a mean and bitter alcoholic. Yeah. Yep. And he drinks really hard alcohol, really hard liquor, like rubbing alcohol. True. We do say that in the trailer. Well, he does, right? I remember he drinking like methylated spirits and stuff like that. I don't remember seeing that in the actual movie. Oh, well. 
I mean, he does drink a lot of hard liquor, but not nothing as extreme as rubbing alcohol. I thought he did. No, no, he doesn't. Oh well, close. Certainly drinks me. a lot of it though. <laughs> close enough for me. You're right on the you're right on the money there, but with the sense that he's a mean and bitter. Alcoholic, sure, okay. And I he's gotcha. drinking all the way through this movie. Yes. I don't know if that was in the script or not. All right, I'll I'll ease up on those jokes now. <laughs> Uh, now, you guessed that he would be, as in Chris, would be in debt and be visited by like tax agents and things like that that yep. are putting pressure on him. Yep, that's true. He's visited by the government in the actual movie. Yes, he who is. Who basically he is. like, we want you to build stuff for us on a permanent basis. We know you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But that that is the case. You get points for that. Um, now, you thought that everybody else would think that Chris is delusional, that he thinks he's Santa when he's not. It's not the case in the movie. No. Everyone- Everyone we knows. see believes in Santa Claus. Yes. And in this universe, it's established that Santa Claus is a very real person yeah. and makes a lot of products. Yeah. He was working for Elon Musk at one stage, apparently. <laughs> Wasn't I? I missed that. Yeah. He rings up Elon Musk and he's like, what do you got for me? <laughs> but obviously, Elon Musk was busy, you know, firing people from Twitter and uh, didn't have any work for Chris. Yeah. You know, taking other people's companies and taking credit for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too busy doing that to give poor Santa Claus yeah, some work. He'll take our podcast soon. It'll be the yeah. Elon Musk podcast. I yeah. came up with that idea. Yes. <laughs> Now, you said that Billy would hire uh, Jonathan Miller, the skinny man, to kill Santa. Yeah. You said that John wouldn't take this request seriously, but do it, does it They just anyway. call him the skinny man in the movie. They, they just do. refer to him as the skinny man until the last scene where- um, Where it's John. Where it's John, where Santa Claus reveals, well, Chris Kringle reveals his real name. Mm. But you know, I don't think his name is Well, important. I don't think anyone says his name through the whole movie. No. So, it's just easier if you just call him the skinny man, Okay. to be perfectly honest. Even though we know his name is John, but just so the, our, my original plot makes more sense. Because sure. I didn't call him John in that. Sure. Because you had this idea that it, Santa would oh, be referred the, to in as- In the end credits, it says the skinny man oh, as well. Oh, does it? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll go with skinny man there. But I think you think your thought was like, he would be called the skinny man through the movie and Santa would be called the fat man, which is true. Like, yeah, they call him fat true. man multiple times. Yes, but yes. So, so the skinny man has been hired by Billy. This, this is a relationship they have previously that That's he right. hires- the skinny man to do his bidding. The only difference between uh, your plot, your prediction, and the movie is that the skinny man knows about Santa and that's right. believes in Santa and has a really complicated relationship with him. That's and right, and he collects toys from Santa's workshop. I liked that. I liked. I don't that. know why. I, he well, doesn't. well, the thing is, is that he never. He only got like a toy once from uh, Santa yes. Claus. So, and he was always abused on Christmas by yeah, his, his drunken so father. The idea was that he had an abusive relate, like he had an abusive household, and he wrote to Santa and asked Santa to, I guess, rescue him from this terrible. Yeah. it's implied that he, like, you know, that to rescue there him are from limits. His- from his parents. And, you know, Santa, who has all these resources and all this power, is just like, he's a car. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to like contact the authorities or anything like that. I'm going to send you a car, a little toy car. And I guess he, the skinny man, holds like some resentment towards that. And he, he wants to pay people for their most prized possessions. That's right. Because he's filling this, this hole. Void he has, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting idea. I kind of like that. Yeah. Made him kind of easy. When you explain it like that, yeah, it makes sense. But this is something they go back to time and time and time again in the movie. Yeah. They almost beat it to death. But he wants to underpay people. So he wants like if you That's if right. you think your most prized possession, that microphone, is, you know, a hundred dollars. <laughs> well not quite. He's gonna give you fifty. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Just so, you know, he's destroying the magic of Christmas, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Because it's destroyed for him. He's a human Grinch, in a way. Exactly. Uh, yeah, in a way he is, yeah. Now, you thought the government would want to use Chris's resources to track down terrorists? That's right. Very close. I was so far from the truth. Oh, I don't think so. In reality, they're using his elf labor to build war jets, so I give you half a point. Well, control panels for uh, jets. Oh, so it's control panels, wasn't it? Yeah, just the control panels. But very, very, very close. They're using it for war efforts. I think that's very close. 
fair enough. Okay. Uh, you said that the factory that the elves worked in would be dark and dreary, like a, you said, like a sweatshop. Yeah. And I think that's very accurate. I give you a point for that. I mean, we did see it in the trailer. Yes, which is why you get a point for it. Uh, you said that the elves would. Uh, you said they would be. Initially, you said they're like slaves, or they would look like. I slaves. said they have the appearance of slaves, yeah, like but, they're working in a sweatshop. But it shop. turns it turns out they're. They're there voluntarily. They're happy to be there. That's but right. You, you kind of paint this picture, and the p- picture is accurate. The, it looks like they're kind of hard. being exploited. Exactly, exactly. So and living you, hard. Yes, yes. And yet, so I give you another point for that. You said that the elves would look creepy and little. I give you a point for that. Yep. Uh, you said that it would be revealed that they eat candy and sweets. Which is the case. I give yep. you a point for that. It's in the trailer as well. Yep, yep. Uh, it's interesting. You said that there would be one elf and you called it Elf 23. I don't know if that was in any of the promotional materials, but I no, found it, it interesting because- okay. It's Elf 7 in the It's Elf movie. 7, but yeah. you you guess that all the elves would be referred to as numbers, so I'll give you two points for that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You said that would be revealed at this point that Chris would be kept alive by the spirit of giving in the Christmas spirit. I give you a That's point right. that's in the trailer. Uh, you thought that the skinny man would sort of, at this point in the movie, be getting ready to face Santa by uh, shooting, you know, practicing his target. Target practice, target practice martial arts. Fighting martial arts. This yeah. is all true. So I'll give you a point for each of those that do happen. Um, Most of the movie is that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we see it in the trailers. Uh, we see that in the trailer, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not quite the right context because the skinny man is cut. That's kind of what he does on the side. Like, yeah, that's right. He's always doing stuff. But does happen in the movie, and also he does enough prep work for this job that yeah, it c- counts. combine those two things, and you're right. Yep. Uh, you said that Billy would keep calling the skinny man for updates, and there'd be a conversation about yeah, getting a trophy. He does it twice in the movie. Yep. So I'll give you a point for that. We see it in the trailer, and uh, the skinny man refuses to give him a trophy, which I give you a yep. point for as well. We see that in the trailer. You thought that at one point the skinny man would kidnap a girl who claims she saw Santa and interrogate her. Not uh, the case. This girl that you saw in the trailer ends up being the contest winner at the start of the movie. Yeah, so the science fair that Billy was competing in, she was the winner, and Billy had her kidnapped by the skinny man to basically talk her into relinquishing first place over to him. Yeah, claiming that she cheated. That's right. And it seems like that's what he does when he doesn't get his way. So that's right. setting him up to be a bad little A bad kid. kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a good guess. I would have, you know, that would have made more sense than what actually happened in the movie. Yes. <laughs> Now, you said that the skinny man would go to the post office to track down the letters that were sent to Santa. This is the yep. case. He forces uh, the staff at gunpoint to give him answers. And you thought that there would be a reveal here that Santa doesn't actually get letters. He gets uh, emails. emails. Yeah, not, not the, the case. case. Santa is still old school. He's still getting letters. But you are right. They do track down that yep. avenue. I also said that the skinny man will disguise himself as a mailman, which was the oh, case yeah, yeah. in the actual movie as well. Two points for you, sir. Uh, do you want to know something funny as well? We we had a joke about this that Santa had TikTok. Yeah, that's Santa right. does have a TikTok. What in real life? Yeah, not in this movie. In in real life, he has a TikTok. Yeah, what does he do? Uh, well, he, he does like does like lives and he talks to people and he like around does he Christmas twerk? time. <laughs> yeah, he does dances. Does he twerk to like Jingle Bell Rock. I think I think like like people go and ask questions to Santa and he answers them and stuff. Okay, and he's like, oh, I'm working away for Christmas. Well, yeah. I wonder if he has a Facebook page. I suppose we'll yeah, find out. Yeah, well, I, I think... I, I We can DM Santa. I know people who, you know, are... They do the Santa gig. You know, Santa's help is not the real Santa. Yeah, yeah, gig. yeah, of course. Um, they, they have... Because the real own. Santa's Tim Allen. Yes. Because he uh-huh. killed... He killed the actual Santa. And had We're to all familiar him. with the lore of Santa, of yeah. course, of course, of course. Unless you know, there's a new one of those movies coming out. Really? Yes. Do we have to cover it? No. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but they have their fa- they have Facebook pages, so yeah, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Man, they're making another Santa movie, another Christmas yeah, another, movie, another uh, Santa Claus movie. Of yeah, of course they are. I think this is the fourth or fifth one. God. Well, it's a Disney property, so of course, yeah, that's of course happen. they're gonna do it. Surprised they're not making Miracle on whatever street. Oh yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, back to your plot. You said that Santa would not live in the North Pole. Instead, he would live in Alaska. Yep. Give you two points. That's the case. You thought that Chris would uh, terminate his deal with the government. He sort of has this agreement and decides, you know what? This is what Christmas yeah, is screw about. Screw this. I'm not going to do it. You're kind of on the right track. He fulfills his obligation. That's right. And they say, hey, you want to continue this? And he says, no. No, it's a one-time deal. So you got the spirit and of it, right? they never leave like I thought that they would in my plot. They're all killed by the skinny man. Yes, yes, that is that is true. We are both wrong there because I said the government oh. would attack Santa. Yeah, you had this crazy idea that like Chris would have to fight both the skinny man and the government in like an all-out war. Yeah. There was no indication it was going to be that kind of movie. But that was like your big claim. Uh, Obviously didn't happen at all. It was really hard to pick what kind of movie this would be. Yes. And yes. What I and I can tell you kind of struggled with it as well. And so I kind of was like, okay, well, what could it be? And I thought Santa Claus mixed with John Wick is what I yeah. thought it would be. Which it wasn't, but that's no, where that's, but- that was kind of what I was expecting as well. I suppose we can talk about what we yeah. got in a second, but yeah, yeah, I think it sounds like we're reaching the end of my plot. Yes, we are. We are. So, so this is the end of your prediction for you, and also the end of the movie. Um, you said that the skinny man would arrive at Chris's house. He'd call mm-hmm. him out. Uh, point because this happens in the trailer, and uh, the skinny man opens fire on Chris. Chris escapes. Point. We see this in the trailer as well. They go into the factory. The elves flee. This yep. happens in the movie. Chris gets a box, well, he manages to find his way and, get, and digs up like a box under the floorboards where he keeps his weapons, two points. Yep. We didn't say that in the trailer, that is the case. And I said specifically he gets two pistols out of the box. Which he does. Which is exactly what he gets in the, the real movie. Yes, yes. Uh, you said that Chris is no stranger to defending himself and it announces that he, this is something he needs to know how to do and he does do yep. like he has done before. You think you're the first? Yes, yes, which I give you a point for. I think that's a that's a dialogue that's in the trailer. You had this weird idea that there would be a ski chase. Yeah, like Do you remember saying ski doos. Yeah, yeah. I doesn't guess, happen at all. It, in the no, movie. it doesn't happen. I thought it was a funny idea. Like they're fighting, they're fighting, and all of a sudden they just go on the ski slopes. I guess that's yeah. like the James Bond in you coming out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you thought that? Yeah, I thought the gunfight at the end might be exciting. God. Now, this is really interesting, right? Now, you thought that they would be fighting, and then one of the elves, I think you probably had in your mind, 23, because that's the main elf, would mm, come- seven and, in the movie, yeah. In seven in the movie. I mean, whatever. Uh, would come and save Chris from dying. Now, in the movie, that does happen, but it's Ruth. And the elves do fight against the skinny man as well. And the elves do fight against the skinny man, and I do believe that elf does die. Uh, he doesn't does he die. die. No, he's shot at, but he's not hit. Okay. Right. He dies behind a, like a bush. Okay. I couldn't remember if he died or not. I was paying close attention to that. <laughs> so, that, but like, how close are you here with a few things? I don't know. How close am I? Half a point. Okay. <laughs> that close. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, you you spoke about the scene in which Chris was undercover, hiding behind the woods. Or like, kind of yeah, behind, about, a, behind a wood pile, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in your plot, the gunfight is happening and Chris manages to take down the skinny man and beats him to death with his fists or with like- a, With a piece of wood. With a piece of wood. Now he, this does does, hit him, he does hit him in the face he with does, a piece of wood. He does. He does. So I'll give you a point for that. But how he dies is that Ruth shoots, shoots him. him. Yeah. yeah. She blasts his brains out basically in the house. Yeah. So in, in the movie, the skinny man shoots Santa. In the, shoots in the Chris, brain. Yeah. In the brain. Uh, he shot Ruth previously and Ruth ran into the house. So the yep. skinny man goes into the house and- Ruth blows his brains off. With like a pirate gun. Yeah. Did you see that gun that she had? Which made me laugh. It's like a flintlock pistol. Yeah, which, yeah, I know, right? Like, well, I guess that's her gun. That's what she keeps. They've yeah. been around for, for well, ages. Back when she was a pirate. Yeah, yeah, back when she, well, that's right. Like, uh, Chris saved her from piracy. Yeah, that's right. That's their love story. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny because I was like, should I give Kieran a, a point here? Because 
He said the skinny man's head gets bashed in, and I guess if you say like a bullet <laughs> like yeah. penetrates somebody's head to the point where it like blows up, kind of right. But yeah, that's how that's how the skinny man dies. And you ended your prediction by saying that Chris would visit Billy at his mm-hmm. house while he was sleeping. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're yeah. awake. Uh, very close. He meets Billy when he's uh, behind a desk make, doing some evil schemes. Yeah, he's planning to poison his grandmother because she's almost found out that he's been faking checks. Yes. Now, you got the vibe right here. Essentially, Chris comes to Billy and threatens him and says, I'll be watching you. So I'll give That's you a right. point for that. Uh, it's, mirth- it's worth more than one point, I think. It's not in any trailer or promotional material. It's just not when, he, when he's sleeping. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So that was the one detail I got wrong about that scene. Yes, yes. And with that, you got 32 points. 32 points. Not quite 49, but yeah, not too bad. I had no idea what was going to happen in that movie, essentially. Yes, I know. <laughs> and so it was not a good prediction. Uh, you, no. you had a much better idea of what was going to happen in Freaky, but that's just because we have a, a rough idea of what that kind of movie is. Originally, you had 29 points, by the way. I gave you a few additions. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> so you just broke I'm the not 30s. unhappy. Like I said, uh, I got stuff that was mainly in the trailer, and I just had no clue where this movie was going. Quite like the screenwriters, because, spoiler alert, I didn't think this movie was particularly good at all. <laughs> I'll tell you what it felt like. Yeah, tell. It felt like the writers were like, this is really funny. This is this is so hilarious. But everyone else is just like, no, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is this is kind of played straight when it should be a comedy. Yeah. What were your thoughts on it, Matty D? I feel for you because this would have been a hard movie to predict. Yeah, it was. And, and you did pretty much everything you got right was in the trailer. Yeah. Occasionally you got well, stuff right. Most of the movie was in the trailer. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. The only bits that I didn't get were like the first 30 minutes of the movie, which yeah. were really unnecessary, if you ask me. Yeah, and it's- We didn't need all of those little adventures at the yeah. start. And, and it was kind of like the the order of events was kind of different to how you thought. Yeah. I don't know how I would have dealt with this prediction, by the way, so, you know. But my thoughts on this movie, um, this was a movie I remember thinking it was going to be the better one out of the two, and my opinion yeah. changed once I watched the movie. It was kind of weird because I thought the concept was good. Yeah, it's a good concept. I think they just wasted it. And then, and then the movie kind of fails. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. And I think it has something to do with maybe the pace of the movie. Yeah. It's the pace bit- is too slow. It's supposed to be funny, but nothing's played for it's laughs. It's not funny, though. Yeah. It's not It's not that funny. Well, it's not funny at all. No. It's- and it's not fun either. No, no. It's They sort of like take a concept that could be really fun in yeah. the execution and just like, we're going to go the opposite way with it. Yeah. And say what you will about Mel Gibson, but he's- Always has been and is in this movie a really good actor. Yeah, he was good in it. Yeah, and uh, and the skinny man is is a fantastic Walton, actor. So Walton Goggins. They they had they had a pretty powerful cast leading this thing. But yeah, at the end, it's kind of a very forgettable movie. Like yeah. even now, I think back at it, I I kind of forget a lot of a lot of what happens in it. It just just has a. It's very dry. Yeah, it just has a really when weird, it should be wacky. You know, the best thing about this movie is the pitch. Yes. And the movie itself doesn't do anything really with it. No. And most of the movie is just the skinny man preparing to go Mm. and take on Santa Claus, Mm. which we don't need to see. Mm. Have a few, like, moments, dedicate a few minutes to that, not 90% of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And we don't need to see Santa's just like, oh, where's the money going to come from this year? I didn't make any money this year. (laughs) Santa's doing his taxes, the movie. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see any of that stuff. It's not interesting to watch. I, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to make a gritty, realistic version of yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, which they shouldn't have done. And and maybe if this movie was made in, like, 2010, maybe that would have yes. been well-received. Um, I don't know. Uh, when I first watched this movie, I hated it because my expectations were high. I didn't think it was going to be great, but I thought it would be at least entertaining. And I watched it through with a whole bunch of other movies as well. Yeah. 
And I really, and it was like a slog to get through. I was like, this movie, when will it end? When will it end? Yeah. Second time I watched this movie, because I was like, oh no, here we go. So the second time I watched it, I actually didn't mind it. So maybe having no expectations mm. will make this an enjoyable experience. That's the only advice I can give. Yeah. The Even only then, advice I can give. But yeah. It, I just wouldn't recommend people watch this one at all. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. And did you know they're making another movie? And I wish I remember the name of it, but it's coming out and it's the same concept. It's like Santa, you know, killing somebody or whatever. And So, know. there's a movie called Violent Night, uh-huh. which stars David Harbour. And the whole idea is that a family, like a whole bunch of assassins comes into their house. Yes. And it's Christmas Eve. Yes. And basically, the little girl is like, Santa can save us. And Santa just happens to turn up and he goes around brutally murdering all of the assassins. Mm. That must be the movie I'm it's thinking It's the of. exact same concept as this movie. Where, what year did that come out or has it, is it coming it's out? It's coming out this Christmas. Yeah. So, that's kind of funny because- um. People are talking about that movie and they're like, what a great concept. It's like, And it oh. already looks like a much better version of the same concept. But how, how sad is it that you come out with this idea, no one cares. Yeah. And then everyone's going to praise this new movie and be Presumably, like, we don't know. But yeah. Well, everyone, like people I talk, I'm talking to are like, what? A, we've never seen that before. I'm yes. like, well, have you seen Fat Man? Yeah. Not, not great. I wouldn't recommend it either. No, I wouldn't recommend anybody watch it. So, what were your thoughts on Freaky and Fat Man? By the way, you got a bonus point. Oh. So- One- you, that brings nice. your total up to 50 because you agreed with me on the elves. You said that despite their grim uh, surrounding and appearance, they're very happy to be working with Santa Claus. I said the same thing, but you said it first. So I'm giving you a bonus point for that. Everything else you predicted was not correct at all. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen in that movie. And neither did you. <laughs> neither did I. Just because I, I think it's hard to predict bad movies because they're never logical. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm going to blame the movie. But blame the movie. I don't think anybody likes this movie. Nobody saw this movie, no. judging from the box office. It's hard to find. It's hard to track down and watch it, so that's never a good sign. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you can pay three bucks to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, as I was saying before, let's open up to the audience. What do you, the dear listener, think of both Freaky and Fat Man? Have you seen them? Which is the movie you prefer? Have you seen Fat Man and you absolutely love it? You yeah. think it's the most original concept you've ever seen? Tell us. Or did you hate it like we did? Why did you hate it? Why didn't it work? Why does this concept, which sounds great, not work in the execution? And why Freaky, while looking silly, ended up working really well? Yeah. Tell us if you could write a better Fat Man movie. I would like to hear that. I'm pretty sure that Violent Night is going to (laughs) be a better Fat Man movie. So, there's several places you can let us know your thoughts. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Now, before we wrap it up for another week... Let's talk about what we're going to be predicting next week. So we're going to be predicting a uh, another movie, of course, as is standard, and the Christmas season is upon us. Surprisingly, Maddie D has already spoiled what movie we are going to be predicting next week because next week we're going to be predicting the exact same plot as Fat Man because next week we are going to be predicting the plot of Violent Night. Well, there you go. You can just copy and paste your plot for Fat Man. I might as well. <laughs> I think it's going to be slightly different. The premise is slightly different. But like I said, it already looks like a better movie, so I'm already hopeful. Mm. So, until we return next week to talk about Violent Night. Merry Christmas and hope you have a good Halloween. <laughs> Merry Christmas have in November. Have a freaky Christmas <laughs> like we did last time. You need a fucking kick up the ass for being a bitch, cunt, gold-digging whore. With a pussy son. And I want my child, and no one will believe you. So fuck you. And I'm not giving you my house, and you can rot unless you crawl back, suck my cock, and say you're sorry in that order. Do you understand me? You fucking 
to offend my fucking maleness, my masculinity, my being, my soul. And you call me a sinner. You're a fucking movie violation. If you get raped, it's your fault, Priscilla's showing up your fake tits. Like they're some special deal. You never even say fucking thank you. Yes, I have. Many times. I say thank you every five goddamn minutes. And not call me mean. And not look at me sideways. Just suck my cock. Man, you fucking cunt whore, that's all you're good for. That's about all you're fucking good at.